Families are already gathering as Christmas is just three days away. And we all have our traditional ways to celebrate this feast day. In my own home, the baby Jesus will finally be placed in the nativity scene. And that's how traditions are year after year after year. So how can we this year be different and see the coming of the Christ child in a new light? Joining me this morning to help us see with new eyes the Christmas celebration is our Auxiliary Bishop for the Archdiocese of Portland, Bishop Peter Smith. Good morning, Bishop Peter. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, Brenda, and good morning to all those of you who are listening to this broadcast in whatever way you are. Uh, It's great to be with you today. We are so very honored to have you join us today. In fact, Bishop Peter, yesterday on the Morning Blend, we talked about Christmas traditions around the world. Did you have any special traditions growing up in South Africa for Christmas? Well, one thing that's very different uh, that we had in South Africa was that the seasons are opposite. So Christmas (sighs) is midsummer. Right. So uh, no snow. The only only white thing about Christmas for us was beach sand, and what we would do is we would uh, go to the late Christmas Eve mass at our local parish, and then uh, so that's like the family mass was 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 later than they normally are here, but we would go go to mass, come home, and then uh, go to bed, and then get up in the morning, open gifts, and have Christmas breakfast, and then uh, we would gather at usually. One of my aunt's houses, we would go down there and gather. And so uh, usually it's my dad had two sisters. They would be there. My mother had a sister. And so we would do uh, like a, a very, very fancy Christmas lunch. And mm. then people would go their ways. For us, that would mean we would go down to the beach. Uh, we had a little place on the beach. My parents had a little cottage there. So we'd go there for a few days between Christmas and New Year. But uh the Christmas season, it was uh, usually pretty pretty hot. Wow. So lunch was a little different. They, they was generally, was the food was wonderful, but it was much more sort of uh, prepared cold cuts and things like that. And then the other thing that we as the kids just loved, we had fruitcake, which everybody, they make it a little different there in South Africa. They soak all the fruit in the brandy for months before they make the cake. So you don't make the cake and then put alcohol on it. You soak it, and it's in the cake. And it, So we love that. And then the other thing is Christmas pudding, which was a sort of English plum pudding that was steamed. And it looked a little like fruitcake, and we would put uh, sherry on it and then light it, and then you eat it with brandy sauce and ice cream. Oh, my goodness. As kids, <laughs> we just loved it. (laughs) Well, I could see how after all of that brandy, Christmas celebrations were always a good time growing up for you there in South Africa. All of these beautiful traditions that we have year after year. And in fact, I used to tell my kids when they were growing up that Christmas remind them that it's Jesus' birthday. That's what we're getting together for. But because he's not here, we give birthday presents to each other. But for kids, they grow up. So how can we approach this Christmas in a new way? Well, part of it is preparation and part of it's follow up for us. And my family, we were all all altar servers who were involved that way. So we were very much involved in the celebrations up to and including Christmas. My mother uh, was a convert to Catholicism. She was raised in an Anglican and Presbyterian household. So she was very, very good at, at doing 
doing little things that would remind us of Christmas or the season of the church year. And we would always have in our evening meals, we would conclude with a time of prayer led by my parents. But during Advent, we would always have the Advent calendar and we'd open it and we do little readings. So we were focusing on the coming of Jesus. So that was always, uh, for us growing up, was very helpful. So we're coming to the end of the Advent season. Last year, we had Advent as the longest possible Advent we could have. And we were making up for it this year by having the shortest possible Advent we could have. But one of the things I've noticed here, and uh, particularly is on December the 26th, in some places, you see Christmas trees out on the street by dumpsters. Right. And what it shows is the, 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 the secularization of our culture has turned this into, okay, Christmas is over, now we're on to the next thing. And so you look at that and say, wait a minute, you know, you've missed the whole uh, liturgical side of it. So we have a season of Advent in which we prepare, we put out the Advent wreath, we do these other things. So like we have an Advent wreath on our dinner table, and every night, as part just before grace, we say a little prayer and light the candles. So it's a reminder that we're in this particular season of the church year. So you do those things to prepare, and now we get to Christmas, and people forget the Christmas season goes all the way through to the baptism of the Lord. And we have an octave of Christmas as well, in which we, we celebrate with a high celebration. We have an octave of Christmas and an octave of Easter, we used to have one at Pentecost, which unfortunately was as we don't have anymore. But it's a celebration, a special celebration, great festivities. So those are things that we can use. Uh, but in, in my house, the guys that live with me, we keep that Christmas tree up all the way through to the baptism of the Lord. And we don't put it up until Gaudete Sunday or thereabouts. Oh. So because you, you have otherwise, you started right at the beginning and you lose a sense of Advent. So now Gaudete Sunday, last Sunday or last weekend, we put up the Christmas tree, and uh, on Monday night we we gathered together after dinner and we started decorating and getting things ready uh, for Christmas this weekend. So it's a phased in. You sort of phase in through Advent. We're looking to this. Now we get to Christmas, and we keep celebrating uh, the Christmas season through until the baptism of the Lord. And there are lots of little things you can do. We 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 don't have Advent calendars for the Christmas season. But we, we, as kids, we used to love, my mother would get these Advent calendars with those little doors where you could open. Sure. As kids, you know, each kid in turn, okay, you know, I was the oldest, so I, okay, day one of Advent, I got to open it. Day two, my next brother. Day three, the next one. So then we just keep repeating it that way. And it was, uh, it was wonderful because you, it's a way of drawing kids in. Now, we don't have something like that after Christmas, but after Christmas, we have all these celebrations in the liturgical calendar where that we can focus on those celebrations. And we can also do things around our house. Okay, Christmas has come. We keep the Christmas tree and the Christmas lights. One of the things we do is we take the Advent candles out and replace them with either red candles or something like that. So you have four red candles. So it symbolizes we're in a new season uh, I've seen that we've done them with red and sort of cream color candles or even green ones, some of the Christmas colors. So it symbolizes we're in a new season, Jesus has come. And your prayers you can use for that as well. You can make up a little prayer during the, 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 the uh, 
octave of Christmas. But you think about it, so we have Christmas Day. The next day, which uh, I grew up, this was something that in the Commonwealth countries we called Boxing Day. And uh, it's not celebrated here, but it's got nothing to do with the sport. It comes from the English tradition of these, these the, the English nobility would have these large estates and the servants would take care of them, like Downton Abbey, for those of you. Give you oh, yeah, ideas. sure. And so that on Christmas Day, they would have all these fancy meals and, and the gifts. Boxing Day was when the servants had their Christmas Day. And so Boxing Day was comes from boxes. The, the families would box up all the, all the leftover food and box up all these gifts and give them to their servants or the, the people who butlers and people. And so that would be their Christmas Day. So Boxing Day was a sort of an, a second Christmas Day for those who are working on the first Christmas, on the actual Christmas Day. I see. Bishop, that just points out so beautifully how we Catholics come December 25th, the party is just getting started, and we celebrate our faith in the coming of the Christ child in so many ways all the way into the new year. As we end today, Bishop, can I just ask you to please impart on us a prayer and your Bishop's blessing for all those listening for this Christmas season? Certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon you all this Christmas in a special and deeper way and remain with you now and forever. And we ask this all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bishop Peter, thank you so much for your time today and have a very blessed and Merry Christmas. And the same to you, Brenda, and your family and friends and all those who are listening on Mater Day Radio. May you have a blessed Christmas and year ahead.